The following podcast is a Dear Media production. I've got visions in my head. People tell me that I'm crazy. I tell them that's exactly it. I've got reasons for my absence. People tell me that I'm burned out. Hi guys, welcome back to the I Love You So Much podcast. I am your host, Kenzie Elizabeth, and I am already smiling. If you guys are watching on YouTube, you would see that. I am unbelievably excited for today's show. You guys are about to meet my new favorite person. Her name is Topsy, and she is probably the greatest person to walk this earth. Like, I really don't think I've ever met someone that I love the way that I do Topsy. I think she's incredible. I left the studio and I texted like six of my friends with podcasts. And I was like, you guys all need to have her on because she was just that incredible. She actually has a show now with your media called Crush the Mindset Spiral Podcast. It is so good. She's just incredible. So she is a mindset and emotional intelligence coach. She's helping business owners do the inner work. She has a background in therapy. We're going to get into that in the episode. We're really just kind of talking about crushing the mindset spiral podcast. We're going through limiting beliefs. I basically get like live therapy on this. So it's a very vulnerable episode, but you guys need to go follow her. You need to go subscribe to her show. I am obsessed. I went back to Dom's because we recorded this in LA and I think I talked about her for the rest of the night. Honestly, the rest of the week because I kept saying like, Dom, you don't understand. This is the greatest person ever. So I am very, very excited for you guys to hear this conversation. I also have some really good news for you. Okay. We may or may not have a breadwinning housewife drop coming in February. All right. By may or may not. We may or may not. All right. I mean, we, we do. So follow me on Instagram. You guys will see everything on there. Um, and I will keep you guys up to date. I might, I'll give you a little teaser. One, one of the items is a baseball cap because you guys who knew loved baseball caps so much. I had literally no idea. Anyways, we have a baseball cup coming and it's very exciting. I'm going to do a quick little giveaway right now. So if you guys are listening or watching the show on YouTube, go comment your favorite part of the episode on two promo posts. So the video that I posted on Kenzie Elizabeth and then the video that was posted to the podcast Instagram. And I'll pick one of you guys and I will send you guys a breadwinning housewife checker. So again, we can match. Anyways, without further ado, I could literally talk about Topsy forever. So I'm just going to get into the episode so you guys can see why I love Topsy so much. Um, But let's welcome Topsy on to the show. Okay, guys, we have my new best friend on the podcast today. I'm obsessed with you. We're having the best time. (laughs) I told her this before and I was like, I was looking forward to this recording because I knew I would leave selfishly just feeling so good about life. Oh, yes. Anybody that gets into my, like, my space. Yes. You just walk away feeling amazing about yourself. That's how Dom is too. That's what I'm telling you. You guys are personality-wise, you're very similar. See, you guys should really get together. I can't wait. Yeah. Dom, you hear that? You will Let's connect. love each other. <laughs> okay, I want to start off with you giving a little bit of a background on yourself. Yeah. I didn't want to interrupt you when you were talking in your show, but you were explaining that I knew I was listening. I, I'm a fan. I love all this stuff. Yeah. But I also do love, also because if you need a podcast, mine is the opposite of this. If you want like a shorter like bite-sized podcast with like a lot of depth. Like there's still like great things yeah. in it. It's incredible. And you get, I mean, you just, it's so good. Thank I love you. it. Go Thank listen you so much. But give us a little background. Yeah. Yeah. I'm Topsy Vandenbosch. I am West African, married a hot as fuck Dutch man, Dutch and Italian. Love that. <laughs> he is fine as hell. How'd y'all. you guys meet? We met in undergrad. Okay. Um, we met in undergrad. I thought he was uh, a loser. And... <laughs> I just, I thought he was all right looking, but literally didn't think much. And this is so funny to say. And then we got reconnected. And you know, when you look at the Facebook profile and you're like, oh, they don't look the way that they looked in college. And I was like, he is so hot and I need that. Uh Like I need that in my life. I love me a fine ass white boy. (laughs) And we've been together for like, 10 years or something crazy. We've been married wow. since 2014. So I am West African married to him. My background is in mental health. So I come from a family who are, they're just really passionate about people. My dad was a sociologist. My mom is a therapist, mental health therapist as well. So that's where my love for social work and mental health therapy came from. And I went to my undergrad. I got my bachelor's in um, social work, master's degree from state, go green, go white, uh, master's degree from 
from Michigan State. And after that, I worked in so many different arenas of the helping field. I've worked with teens, juveniles in the juvenile justice system as a substance abuse therapist. I have worked um, with the older adults, snooze. I... Not for you. No, not for me. Love them. But I mean, it was just it was horrible for me. Um, (laughs) Children. I was a therapist for kids. Snooze again. (laughs) I mean, I love the kids, but I just I can't play games Mm -hmm. and I need more depth. I need conversation. A little more more developed, if you will. Yes. I need a more developed person. But and then I owned my own therapy practice. I worked as a hospital. Oh, my gosh. I worked in the ER as a social worker, a social worker. I mean, I've done I've lived a million lifetimes as well. And I had my own in-person therapy practice in Michigan. And then during the pandemic, like I'm sure so many of you, I made so many hard changes. I realized that I was getting burnt out at the time. I was really burnt out because the people that I served in my therapy practice, they were ambitious women, career-driven women who were entrepreneurs or who were in their careers, who were struggling with depression and anxiety and PTSD, trauma, those types of things. I did marital therapy, couples therapy. I did so much, but I was getting burnt out because what we're talking about every day is really, it is really heavy. And even as a therapist, I have incredible self-care, but it just got to be a lot. And I started noticing that there were people who wanted to come to therapy who did not meet the criteria. So a lot of people don't realize, yes, everyone should be in therapy, but I I have to diagnose somebody in order for them to sit in my chair. And so there were some executives that would want to work with me, but they didn't struggle with the textbook depression, the textbook anxiety. They didn't struggle with that stuff. And so what they needed was coaching to get them to the next level in their business, mm-hmm. which is not therapy. That's not the point of therapy. Therapy can do that as a byproduct. But when you go to therapy, you're going to therapy to talk about what's been going on and how the symptoms of whatever you're struggling with are impacting you. And so that's where I discovered coaching. And so I Googled mindset coach and I realized I didn't make up the word. I was so, Kenzie, I was fucking bummed. Shocking. I was shocked that I didn't invent this myself. Literally, I was like, I should get the copyright for this because this is not fair. I was going to be the only one. Yeah, Yeah, calling the lawyers. I mean, my little feelings was hurt. (laughs) Y'all, my little feelings was hurt. But um, anyways, I ended up finding a mentor who was a previous therapist turned coach. And she was doing exactly what I wanted to do. She had like, we had similar education, similar background background and she was killing it as a coach. And I was just like, I want to know how you did it. And so I hit her up and that was in 2017. So then in 2020, I had been coaching since 2017. So it had been some years and I just decided, you know what, I'm going to go all in to coaching. And so that's what I do full time is I help um, women business owners crush the source of the negative thought patterns that are preventing them from being able to make bank in their business. And so they're struggling with, you know, it is what I have to say important you know, why aren't people buying? So I work with business owners who have services like coaching, or maybe they are a graphic designer, any type of entrepreneur, really, who really feels like, you know what, I don't know whether this is working. I want to give up. I'm not quite sure why my business isn't doing what I hoped it would. How is it supposed to support me when people aren't listening? And just all of those mindset, all those mindset issues that really cause for you to feel like you're not enough and that you're not doing enough and that you're not worthy of what, of everything that you desire and more. And I am here to be that mirror to show you that you have exactly what you need. And I just equip you with some of the tools that I have in my back pocket from my expertise as a therapist. And I have blended that really well in my coaching because I know how to get you to the next level. So I love that. And also I have a friend who wrote this book called The Emotional Entrepreneur. Ooh, I need to read. She's actually a podcaster. I'll connect you guys. You guys have a lot in common. I would love to. She's great. She's from OKSIS Pod, if you guys are listening, or she has her own too as well. Yeah, yeah. But She's awesome. But it's interesting because I keep having these conversations with female entrepreneurs, whether it's on air or if it's just behind the scenes of yes. like the emotional, like, and I already have anxiety. I've already right. dealt with anxiety right. and depression in my life. So like that on top of being an entrepreneur, it's really difficult. And it I want to get into that. I have selfishly a lot of questions. Yes. I recently realized 
couldn't believe it. I have many limiting beliefs. And I was shocked <laughs> because I am the horror. No, I am a three wing two. I am like oh, overachiever. Okay. Supportive. I, so basically I want to overachieve and I want everyone else. This I want to help sense. everyone else overachieve around me. Oh my God. I don't understand why people just won't do things. Like right. that's, I, it, it honestly took a long time for me to realize that like a lot of what I do is actually a gift. It's yes. not like just everyone has no. this. So I was really confused as to why they weren't doing things for a long time. So <laughs> that created a little bit of a rift, you know, and I became a little more self-aware. Yeah. And I realized that not everyone wants that. Yes. But I did recently come to terms with the fact that there are some limiting beliefs, which is crazy. I want to know. Well, I want to get into that in a second because I have one question yes, to please, ask you. Yes. So your career is insane, so powerful. Oh, and you're, thank you. like you were saying, dealing with really yeah. hard things every day. Yeah. And I think about this even with my therapist, like how do you take care of your, and I know you said you were getting burnt out. No, like, this is good. How do you take care of yourself and yeah. your mental health when your job is something that's really heavy every yeah, single day? This is really, thank you for asking this question. It's a really good question. So when I was a practicing therapist, which I will be again pretty soon, I just needed to take, I needed to take a break. What I did at the time, so I'll tell you what I did then to take care of myself, which I'm sure isn't too far off from what your own therapist I'm sure maybe does. And I'll talk about um, how I do it now. So when I was a therapist, what I had to do was literally the last person who left my office, I would need to just reset. And what that meant is listen, just remembering who I am, remembering what I'm here to do, and also separating my own emotions from theirs. I think that that was super important for me to be able to continue doing that work for as long. I have been a therapist since 2011. And so it had been nine years of me practicing and it does get heavy. And so I needed to create a routine around how to separate my energy from the energy of my clients, because whether we realize it or not, energy does transfer. Right. Yes. So if I'm talking about something heavy with one client, it can be really difficult to reset in between clients to the next person so that I can serve them really well. So I just made sure that I reset my room, my space, my mind, listening to music that was uplifting. So I wouldn't listen to anything that was questionable. So Drake, as much as I love Drake, I just couldn't do it mm -hmm. because there's like this undertone. I can't really explain it. Yeah. It just makes you feel a certain way. Yes. You have to protect. Yes. yes. You have to protect that. And and I'm really big on energy. And so I would have to listen to something with no words, like an instrumental. I would have to listen to affirmations and nothing too intense, but Where just- Where would you listen to affirmations? Like, oh my gosh. So I have some playlists that I listen to now. At the time, I would just go on Spotify. Okay. I go on Spotify and find it, but now I have some really good manifestation affirmation playlists to share. One of them is my friend Major. He's incredible. I'm going to shout him out. He has an incredible motivational album he just came out with and it's literally oh, just affirmations and it's it's so like you are worthy who yeah. wouldn't want to have that yeah in their earphones every day so I would listen to affirmations I would listen to positive music I would call a friend what I had to do was ground myself mm -hmm. essentially because it's really easy to take on the emotions of everyone else and forget about you are you an empath yes okay I'm very much yes. an empath. Yeah. It's interesting. I'm like, so many things with Domers. You guys are really just. Oh my so gosh. Similar. I can't wait to meet her. Yeah. I can't wait she to meet her. She needs to hire you, actually. That's what I'm going to tell her oh after this. Oh my God. Yeah. You're the best. You're oh, the best. There you go. <laughs> so, yes, I, so I had to really ground myself in the truth. And the truth was is that I am here on earth on behalf of God mm -hmm. to help the planet. Yes. And I need to be whole in order to do it. I truly believe that that's my life's assignment. That's my life's work is to help people because a lot of people are stuck. They're struggling. They're not talking about it. They feel shame. And so in order for me to do that work, though, I had to take care of myself. So something else I had to start doing was creating some type of routine. So being able to just ground myself in the truth of that I matter, my feelings matter, my emotions matter, what I'm going through matters and what my clients are going through matters, but I get to separate the two in order to serve myself because they need for me to be whole. So that's something that I needed to literally tell myself and I needed to anchor that in using the music. Mm -hmm. It's all a vibe. Yes. Creating the fucking vibe. Yes, creating the vibe. Creating yes. the vibe. And then I think also 
when I had interviewed you on my podcast, just like the routine of like listening to other podcasts and just being able to step outside of myself and do things that feel good outside of business. It's really easy to allow what you do to become who you are. And that is just a very small part of who Topsy is. And so I think really forcing myself to to read, even though I love reading, it's really easy to give that up as soon as your life gets busy. Yeah, It's really easy to let go of all routine and everything becomes about the bottom line. Everything becomes about everybody else and everything else. And it's not about you anymore. And that's where I think we can get lost. Something I'm very passionate about is gift giving. All right. And Valentine's Day is coming up. So if your special someone hasn't already reminded you, lucky for you, Macy's has you covered with their gift finder and amazing gifts at an amazing price, even $25 and under, which is really incredible. I mean, they're covering all of their bases. It can be a friend. It can be a sister. It can be your partner. It can be a boyfriend of two years. It can be a boyfriend of two weeks. That's always awkward. Like you don't know what to get. Okay. And I'm telling you, Macy's has you covered on their gift finder. So if you guys need more inspo, check out these gift ideas at macy's.com slash gift finder. And Macy's has the best inspo for gifts for cozy nights in, date night out, treating yourself, Galentine's, and those who like the finer things. They have the most sought after gifts from Macy's best brands like the Martha Stewart collection. Hello, Dior, amazing. Kendra Scott and Coach. I um, love Martha Stewart. So I'm telling you, if you guys were shopping for me, I would tell you Martha Stewart collection, okay? And don't forget to get something for yourself. You always deserve to treat yourself to a delightful fragrance, new self-care beauty routines or jewelry. So again, guys, don't fall behind on your Valentine's Day shopping. That is Macy's.com slash gift finder. They are going to make your Valentine's Day 1,000 times better. Again, Macy's.com slash gift finder. Are you looking for some good, clean positivity? Good, me neither. I'm Maddie Murphy and I host The Bad Broadcast, a weekly comedy podcast dedicated to talking about everything we love to hate. I searched my whole life to find my passion. Little did I know I had been practicing my true talent every single day, complaining. Join me every Monday wherever you listen to podcasts and be sure to follow me on Instagram at The Bad Broadcast to answer our weekly questions and for a chance to be featured on the show. See you there. The busier I get to, the more important my routine is. If I don't have it, I lose my mind. Last question about this, though. You mentioned boundaries with what you listen to. Yeah. So in it, the couple years that have been as traumatic as, I mean, it just keeps going. 2020 to present day. Do you have boundaries with like, intake of maybe news yes. or I mean there was this term that I heard forever ago and I will I still have not been able to remember mm-hmm. essentially it's like trauma dumping but from the news yes so <laughs> how have you been able to like kind of keep boundaries with that especially as like an empath that it's just yeah, so difficult it's so difficult what I do is I just don't okay so this is a way that I digest the news without it becoming too heavy I love going to gossip blogs I love celebrity gossip blogs because they end up... Similar to how you run your podcast, too. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, smart. Okay. You already know. So that's how I kind of keep abreast of what's going on without getting deep. So that's something that I do is honestly, a lot of people talk a lot of shit about pop culture, but I think that that's shitty. I think that pop culture is a part of like what we... Like there's nothing to feel ashamed about. So I unapologetically read the shade room or I'm just always on mm-hmm. some type of messy ass blog because I know that I'm going to get some news in there. I'm going to get something funny, something ridiculous, something serious. And so I can kind of regulate my emotions it better. It kind of sandwiches it in a little it bit. Does, yeah. It does. It And they don't, and I don't go deep into whatever is going on unless I need to, mm-hmm. because a lot of the things that we are hearing and listening, we really don't need to know them as deep as what we end up hearing it. So you get to kind of censor that for yourself what is the snippet of what I need to know yeah I think that's really good I think any I mean every single person listening to this podcast that's always something that I'm like thinking about of at what point yeah. is this like not even healthy for the people that you're trying to help like yes. I don't know where that line is I know especially if you're like I don't know I just think it's a really tricky thing it's that hard. has changed a lot in the past few years it has because you want to be a citizen of the world and like know what's going on in your community you don't want to be like you know yeah. in the air but at the same time you're a human being mm-hmm. you're not a human doing yeah you're not gonna fucking save the world yeah <laughs> save yeah. yourself 
Put your own mask on before you go trying to put someone else's. And that is a very important lesson to learn. Isn't it? Yes. Okay, I guess we can go into my limited beliefs now (laughs) that I realized I had. I I just, I I was beside myself. So how did you find out that you had limiting beliefs? Because I caught myself. I was making my... A lot of the time, I'm a big thinker. And okay. I surround myself mainly with big thinkers. Yeah. I don't like small thinkers. Ah. I don't like people who are like talking shit about every single yeah. friend that they have yeah. or keep complaining and don't have a solution. That's my least favorite thing about a person. Just like those, I don't like that. No. Big thinker versus small thinker is like the biggest right. theme in my life. I love that. So I really care about being a big thinker. <laughs> and I couldn't believe I was making a list of like things that I wanted to do essentially yeah. of like the next year, yeah. the goals, whatever, big goal setter. And I caught myself thinking, I, I caught it a few different times that week specifically, but yeah. I was like, oh, well, I mean, I can do this, but like, I won't do that. Like that's for them. Ah. And I can sell, let's say if I were, I'm not right now, but like yeah. I want to be, let's say I were to do like a live show. Yeah. And I was like, well, I could sell this venue, but not that venue. Mm. But like my friends there could sell that venue or even- that's um, a really good Bread Running Housewife merch. Literally, it's sold out our original thing. What am I saying? That's our inc- initial buy. Very quickly. That's amazing. And Congratulations. It did, it, thank you. It did so well. Yeah. And it's growing. The launch was literally like 640% the first day or something wow. like that. Like it, it went. Huge. Yeah. Like that's like my biggest thing right wow. now. Wow. And I caught myself still being like, even after seeing the proof in the pudding, being like, well, I don't know if the next one would do that. And just certain things. It's like, I have this weird thing where it's like, and I don't view where I'm at as a stroke of luck by any means. No, right, because you work. Yeah, I work my ass off. And like, even, I don't even know if I think luck, I think it exists, but like, you can get lucky, but also you have to have the like, you know, the stuff that you've done before in order to keep that. Yes. I don't know. I just noticed myself thinking like, almost like, well, I got here and that's good enough, but like, I won't get there. And I'm like, I didn't get this far. I only get this far. Like, what am I thinking? This is so good. So I noticed it in like specific settings too. And what was even the most interesting thing to me was I was sitting here thinking and not in a way that like, at the end of the day, it's not about X numbers on the screen. It's about being able to believe in myself and that. Yeah. But total side note, like I knew my sales for something that I, for merch yeah. that I sold. And I remember thinking, well, like that person would do so much more or whatever. And they were, we were just talking business. And then uh, I found out that was nowhere near that. See? And I'm like, I'm doing myself so much smaller than I am. Yes. And I just need to change that. I'm like, I uh, don't like that. I don't feel like I've really, maybe I have always had them in the back of my head and I was just more yes. aware right now. I don't know, but that is what, how Ooh, I found this out is really about good. these limiting beliefs. They're not very good. I don't like no. that. First of all, I love the way, I love how matter of fact you say it. They're not good. Yeah, they're not good <laughs> at all. And it's crazy because I'm the first one out of my friends. Yeah. Like if a, a lot of my friends have a little more of like traditional yes. career paths in Texas okay. and they'll share an interest yeah. and I'm like, you need to do this. I'll make them a business plan. I'm like this, 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 like I am good at making money out of anything. Like I can I literally monetize anything. Every single oh. thing in my life I have monetized. The other day, Genius. my friends always say this as a joke and I'm like, literally like there was like condoms being sent to me and I, or like the, a yeah. condom joke coming yeah. through and I was like, literally can monetize anything. <laughs> Didn't take the deal, but that's beside the point. I fucking love that. I go around to my friends and I'm like, I don't understand. Like you have the least amount of responsibility you'll ever have. Yeah. Now is the time to make the change. Bet on yourself. Yes. If not, you have a degree to fall back you, on. Yeah, yeah. You have things to do, but I like truly believe in them. And I'm like, you can do this. And I see it going so big. And with myself, I see it going big, but only to a certain point. Ooh. So I need to get past that. Oh, so I want to know, can I ask you a few yeah, questions? For it. Okay. So I would love to know, why do you feel like you, compare yourself to other people that you think are doing, um, I don't want to say better than you, but the people that you think are more capable than you of accomplishing something, where does that come from? Like the comparison? Yeah. I know exactly one thing in my life, like a relationship that it comes from. Mm. And it's not that I'm comparing myself to this person. It's Mm -hmm. just this person the conversations are hard for me. Like just, it's Ooh. it's a relationship in my life. That's one of them. That's okay. Yeah, I think it's just the nature too of like, you can see numbers on screen. For sure, for sure. I, I think those would be the two, maybe the two things. Yeah. And just naturally, like a lot of my friends are bigger than me online. And then some of them are like, and it's not even that, I don't know. It's not that I look at it either in a way that I'm, I'm right. genuinely am happy oh, for course, them. Of course, of course. 
So maybe it's just like the public nature of that. I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm wondering whether, because I like to get to the source. Okay. So when I think about the source of why it is you might struggle with believing, even though you know that it's possible, it sounds like you struggle with believing that certain things are true for you the way Mm -hmm. that they're true for other people. And I'm wondering whether that comes from this belief, this under underlying belief that Kenzie is only capable of doing this and no more than that. And if she does more, that's really good. But you kind of have this, what I can hear from you is that you kind of have this belief that you can only do so much until the other shoe drops. Yeah. It, it yes. almost sounds like you wait until it actually does happen to believe that it's possible. Yes. I think I need, uh, with that, even with like, I'm just giving merch sales because it's the most recent example. Yeah, this is good. Like that, I believed it after. And I knew, I did know going into it that that it would do well, but not as well as it did. Another thing too, people always ask like, that's interesting about me is people always ask like, did you ever think that your life would become this? And the honest truth is yes. Like yeah. when I started okay. my YouTube channel, I, I was going to do that and that was what was going to happen. I like there was no this. other option. I maybe don't always give that answer. Yeah. But like ultimately, yes, I did. I think my life in general and like the career, I didn't see the podcast, like so much, it's better than I could have ever imagined. Yeah. And where I'm at emotionally and every area of my yeah. life, I'm in the best place I've ever been in. Yeah. So I do think I'm, I am so happy and, and in ways I, couldn't believe it because it just is even better than I could have imagined. But as far as achieving that, yeah, hundred percent. I thought that was what was going to happen. Like there was no other option for me. So it is interesting with me because I've noticed like, I think I can get to a certain point and then I'm at a point where I think like I can't surpass that Uh or something. You kind of wonder whether is this as good as it gets? Yes. Yeah. Is this as good as it gets? I also wonder if there, I don't know. And maybe there isn't, but I also wonder whether within you somewhere it's like this guilt of yeah. who am I? Yeah. It's almost like you feel like you need to be humble. Mm-hmm. Perhaps like who am I to think that I can achieve that? Yeah. I already have done so much. And There's, part of that uh-huh. is being young too and seeing I know exactly where because in college or even just in general, like hearing my friends struggle so much financially. I bought a house at 22. Like I was financially independent, very young. Wow. You, you make a lot of money in social media. It's no secret at this yeah, point. At, at all. And I, there is guilt of like, I feel bad. And it's not that I work any less this or anything so like good. that, but I, there is a guilt to, and even just even the level of success at a young yeah. age, there is a level of guilt there. A hundred. Oh, this is 100%. good. Okay. Yeah. So that's what I think is going to be important for you to ground yourself in. So when you start to have those fears or you start to notice that, oh, this, I wouldn't be able to do that. That person could do that. Or when you notice that you're starting to limit the abundance that God wants to bless you with, mm-hmm. that's when you go back to that root belief, which is I deserve, I have worked hard for everything that I have and I haven't even seen the cusp of what God has for my, for me in my life. Because yeah. I think that when the sooner you own that, the less you're going to doubt what's possible for you. It's interesting too, because I can find myself, and this is probably normal, so mm-hmm. I'm just like voicing it. Mm-hmm. I find myself on some days truly believing this, like beyond the sky is the limit. I can do anything. Yeah, of course. And then on other days. This is normal. I, okay. Yeah, this like, is so normal. I don't know normal. why I go so back and forth. I think it just, I mean, because you're not a robot. Yeah, okay, fair. <laughs> right? Yeah, you're not fair. a robot. That's why some days you might feel like doing your routine and some days you might not want to do it, even though you know that it's good for you because you were not ever supposed to be a robot doing things on autopilot just because you know that it's good. Yes. So we don't always do the things that we know we need to do simply because we are fully human in every single way. I think I think that when it comes to the guilt, that's going to be this ongoing journey of you releasing it, mm-hmm. releasing the guilt for the success you've experienced because you deserve every single bit of it. That's and you're worthy. I never really thought about that connection, but that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. And in ways it's like, but another part of the guilt is that like, I do feel guilty because I did just start doing something that I love to do, yeah. having no idea how mm. much money was in it. I had no yeah. idea. I knew that I would succeed and I knew it was going to work, yeah. but I had a lot of guilt 
Because it's like, I had no idea that this was going to turn. Like, I knew. I, yep. When I say, like, I knew I, it was going to turn into, like, something as far as a platform. For sure. And all that. I had no idea the, like, financial freedom that I would oh, have. Oh, this is so. And then also, like, I'm starting a brand and I'm able to fund that. Yeah. Like, things like that. And that's another part of it. Like, there's a lot of layers. There's layers to yeah. it. It's almost that imposter syndrome in a yeah. way. It's, like, snuck in there. It's almost like, it sounds, what I'm what I'm hearing from you is that it sounds like, you feel guilty at times, even though you know you worked for it, you didn't really realize what you were working towards. Yes. You just knew that you wanted this dream or this endeavor to work out and it was going to. But I think what I'm hearing is that the money wasn't what you were doing it for. Mm -hmm. You were doing it because you loved it, right? And the financial success came after. And I think too, another, it's a lot of 2020 happening mm-hmm. and seeing, and I'm not even talking about like inequality as far as payment right, on right. top. That's a basis, right? right? So it's like, you think of like, oh, like a mm-hmm. white woman makes more like, I see that is one of it, like part yeah. of it, but that was always a thing. Like of that's course. not new, right? unfortunately. So it's like, that is a big part of everything. And then on top of that, the pandemic with people not having jobs, yeah, not making money. For sure. It's interesting. I remember like when I moved out early and I started doing this young and everyone was like, what are you going to do after college? Like you have to go to college. And I did go to right, college. Right. I had a degree. But they were like, what are you going to do after college? Like you're going to have to like build a career of some sort. And then after college, I was the only one of my friends with a job because no one can get hired. And granted, like we grew up in a great town. Right. They all could live at home. No one was right, like, it was right. not worst case scenario right. at all. But there was a lot of people that it was. And so then it's like, okay, people can make, a salary in an Instagram photo. And that is hard. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard. I definitely can understand what you mean where it's kind of complex. So I think that, so this is what I teach my clients. And this is what I tell my audience is that it's not about never having any limiting beliefs because I believe that we are human. We are always evolving. Certain shit is going to pop up that we're not expecting. It's more about how you deal with it when it shows up. So you think I should sit there and I get to the root? Yeah, which is you address it when it happens. Okay. So at, when you have a moment. So when I have a moment, I need to say like, I am worthy. I worked hard. Or just really go back to your story and go back to what's actually the truth and not what you're making up to be the truth in the moment. Yeah, that's a big one. So separating your feelings from the facts. If you guys follow me, you know that I I truly believe that I am the next Martha Stewart. I think I am the greatest chef out there. And I have to be honest with you guys, I am actually not. Um, I've yet to make my own recipe. I really like following the rules. And I, I just like the act of cooking. All right, guys. And that is why I love HelloFresh. So with HelloFresh, you get farm fresh, free portion ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. You are able to skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. And that is why it is America's number one meal kit. The new year is a great time to focus on what is most important to you, whether it's saving money by ordering less takeout, learning to cook, or prioritizing your wellness. HelloFresh is here to help you with endless options to make cooking at home simple and enjoyable. I have to be honest with you guys, my favorite thing about HelloFresh is that they show you photos. Like, it makes it so much easier, okay, guys? They give you free portion ingredients to your door, including farm fresh produce that arrives within a week, so you get convenience without skimping on quality. Skip the trip to the grocery store, saving you the wait in the long holiday lines and ensuring you don't waste money on excess food. I love HelloFresh, especially when I'm traveling so much. It just makes my life so much easier. It shows up at my doorstep. It's already like pre-portioned. Again, you guys know I love the photos, all right? So you guys can go to hellofresh.com slash I love you 16 and use code I love you 16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. So if you guys want to use HelloFresh, which is America's number one meal kit, go to hellofresh.com slash I love you 16 and use code I love you 16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. It's like your feelings are valid, but they're not always true. Yeah, big time. And that's a really big thing. I've learned, I grew up in a very emotionally reactive family. Okay. So the, one of the first things I worked on when I moved out was not being emotionally reactive. Ah. And now I, I'm quite literally the least emotionally reactive person. I thought about that this week. There was like World War Three around me. Yeah. And I just didn't, like everyone is like so worked up around me. And whereas normally I will go to bat for my friends. Right, 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 out, period. But 
I'm like, I'm not like that anymore. Like that was a big moment That's of like, huge. wow, I've been working on that for years. You Normally have. I would be like, I'm going to kill this person. Like yeah. I will literally, yeah. I'm like, like, come on, let's go. But I was like, okay, that's maybe not the healthiest. And I just, I don't know. I'm, I was always just naturally, that was yes. because I grew up in a house that was emotionally yeah. active. So that was something, I mean, it took so long, but oh, I was like, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. You don't have to do that. So you get to take that same energy to deal with some of those limiting beliefs that, t- okay. that come up. It's the same, it's the same notion of I get to observe my thoughts, yes. but I don't need to become my thought. Okay. I love you that. You are not your thoughts. Yes. We have thoughts, but they are not us. Yes. They're separate. So the more that we look at them as, okay, this is just a thought. And it doesn't mean anything. And I get to observe it and I get to just see how I feel in my body. I get to feel how uncomfortable it is. And then I get to dissect it and get to the actual truth and ground yourself in that moment. Do you think I should? Okay. I mean, I know I'm asking, do you think I should do affirmations? I know I should do affirmations. I know you think I should, but how, this is the thing. I am like, I know I, I want to do affirmations, but like, what do, how do I start? Like what, how do I pick them out? Like, I don't know what to do. So here's what my recommendation always is when it comes to this type of routine. I do think that it can be, we set ourselves up to feel disappointed when we go too hard, too quick. What I would recommend is start just listening to like affirmations that are more so whatever floats your boat, maybe spiritual, maybe entrepreneurial, but there's definitely so many out there. You get to just Google, like put inside of Spotify, you know, affirmations, morning affirmations and start small and then take what you need, leave what you don't. So for instance, my friend major, I'll send you the link after it's amazing. He has one called you are worthy. Yeah, you are worthy. Great. And so I, I posted like a photo on my Instagram and I just had that as the the music to the photo because in, in my stories, because I was like, this is what I really want for you to take away, not just the selfie, but you and it gets into your subconscious. Yeah. So I think for you, a lot of the work is also going to be your subconscious work, which is what you're listening to when you are, you know, just lounging around or if you have any background noise, what kind of background noise is on because that gets grounded into your subconscious and you start to feel really good. Like, you know what? I am worthy of all that I desire. I am an amazing person who does good things with my money. It's interesting that you say the like subconscious thing. I had someone say this around me years ago Mm. and basically they were saying like, it doesn't matter. Like if you're speaking to someone, like you're speaking to their spirit. So you it's going to be there. And at one point, you know, if it's not resonating that it'll resonate one day. Yes. And I think, you know, that's, you know, can be good and bad yes, for sure. And I have background in, in and out of church at points okay. and, you know, best and worst thing that ever yes, happens. Yes. And I think a lot of it too, I was in a very vulnerable position. My stepbrother passed away when I was in college mm-hmm. and I was, at that point before I still would have been able to kind of just be like, yeah. I am my own person. Yeah. I have my backbone, whatever. Right. I was in such a vulnerable position that I think I, I kept myself so busy for so long yeah. and I couldn't even hear myself. And oh. then I was just like, I kind of fell a little bit more into like, I'll just do whatever makes you happy. Then like, I want to do like right. what makes, you know? Yeah. And like there, a lot of the intentions were good. It's yeah. not always this bad thing, but that's been a huge mm. thing I've had to work on. So many of my friends and I are in therapy. Yeah. And it's been a very, it's been difficult, but it's, it's so, it's yes. interesting because it's so deep rooted. It really is. I will say things and I can hear in the back of my head. Yep. What the counter argument is. Yes. And now after a year, a thing that I'm like so proud of yeah. right now is that like, I don't hear those voices oh, anymore. I love that. But it took so long. It's so it, much work. Oh my God. It's so much work. So I should actually do that in the opposite way. Yes. Because it, it happened then. And I say that because at the time it was things that I didn't really, they didn't really resonate with me or I didn't really agree with. Yeah. And not even like right. rights or controversial yeah. things or anything like yeah. that. Just like, I don't know if that's how I really view my life of certain mm-hmm. ways, whatever it is. Yeah. Everyone has like differences. Yes. But it was still even, I, I felt like I was always like at war almost with like, I don't necessarily agree with that. Uh, Can we just, you know, yes. and now I feel like I've kind of like worked through that in a very yes. healthy way. Yep. And I just need to do the opposite. Yes. Now it's just the opposite. And now it's really challenging yourself to just really deal with those voices when it shows up. One of the things that causes for us to spiral is having voices um, in our head or thoughts that we never address and that yeah. we just let, we kind of let the tape run. 
And That's exactly it. Yes. Right. And so it takes more work, and which is why personal development is always work. It takes more work to interrupt it. But the more you interrupt that thought pattern, that flow, and you really challenge those thoughts, challenge those beliefs, it gets grounded in your subconscious that you are not with this bullshit. Yes. Ironically enough, I also learned like it is really hard to unlearn bad leadership. Oh. And it's really ironic, but I'm like, that is so much of what I've had to work through. And again, like bad leadership doesn't mean it's a bad person. It's not like, oh, I hate you. It's not that. It's like, we also are, I think a lot of us, there are a good amount of people who are doing the best that they can with what they know. Exactly. Not everyone, obviously. Right. But I do think like for the most part, the people you're with day to day, I like to believe at least they're doing the best they can. They're doing the best they can. So it's not necessarily about being like, I hate you. It's like, you know what? Unfortunately, this did really affect me. But there is like a little bit of a difference. It's hard. But it's made me be, I'm a lot more intentional with who I surround myself with. I love with. that. What, like, yeah. what kinds of people or what are maybe signs mm-hmm. in people that, like, that I should surround myself with? Like a green flag. Ooh, what is a green flag? Yes. Oh, this is good. I would say somebody who encourages you to go after the thing that sounds fucking crazy, but that will do so much good in this world. I think somebody who is an unapologetic cheerleader for you, even if you're not doing things that they agree with, to me, what really matters is how do they treat you while you're doing the thing that they don't agree with? Yeah. You know, because I I have friends that make decisions that I don't agree with all the time and I just love them through it. And I also don't push my own beliefs down their throat. So I think somebody who's, I would say, emotionally mature, you're at the age where it could go either way, depending oh on where you're at. God. Right? Don't I mean, my started. God. girl, I already <laughs> like. Oh my god! Specifically, boys and oh dating. God. Like that is that is my problem. Yeah, oh, it's almost like it kind of forces you. If if you don't want to date older, it, I can imagine if I was in my twenties, like I wanted to date. I mean, before I met Nick, I wanted to date a guy that was closer to thirty because mm-hmm. I was like, I just don't want to deal with I need to date older that's my that's my issue I know that's my problem yeah I'm not dating at all right now but I'm like right because I don't want you anymore yeah. like you've exhausted me you've exhausted and you're ends. like yes I need a break yes yeah. you need a break and you need some like you just yeah anyways so I think some other green flags would be somebody who really encourages you to take care of your health in whatever way you need to so obviously I think that therapy isn't so it's somebody who just encourages you to be your best self and also who doesn't get threatened or easily threatened by your success. That's another thing in my dating life that I've I've, I've since stopped. I'm no longer right. practicing these things. But yeah, that was because a lot thing. of people they they don't know how to handle success yeah. and they feel as if it means something negative about them. And even I would also say a really see, I'm talking about my friends that I have right now because they're just so fucking amazing. Whatever opportunities they get they do their best to see if they can put us on or yeah. if they can connect us. It's a win us. for everyone. It's a win for everyone. Yes. So even if it's not possible, they're still going to try. To me, that's a beautiful person. I saw a TikTok the other day and it said something like, you're not ugly, it's just January. And that just couldn't be more true for me. I feel so not myself. I don't even think I look like myself in January. I just feel very dry and dehydrated. If you guys follow my YouTube channel, you know how much I love whey. I actually just posted a TikTok the other day with products from them because I love it. And they are now a sponsor on the podcast, which is probably one of my favorite sponsors ever. Like I feel very cool. But anyways, hair care brand Way now has body products as luxurious as their famed detox shampoo, which I actually use all the time. So if your skin has been feeling dehydrated lately, Way has you covered with their new body cream and body cleanser. The hydrating skin softening duo comes in the iconic Way fragrance Melrose Place. I have been using Way products for years now. Their detox shampoos is one of my go-to. I have really bad product buildup. I have very fine hair. So I use the detox shampoo. I also use their fine shampoo and conditioner. I love their oil and their leave-in conditioner is something that I literally cannot live without. The leave-in conditioner specifically leaves my hair smelling so good and also feeling incredible. 
So you guys can quench your thirsty skin and leave it feeling satin smooth with Way Melrose Place Body Cream. It is fast absorbing to nourish your skin when you need it the most, which is so important. Sometimes it takes like, you know, three years to rub in a body cream and this one is fast absorbing. Okay. All right, guys. So if you want to experience the new Way Melrose Place Body Cream and Body Cleanser, your body, your way, go to theway.com. That is T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and use code I love you to get 15% off your entire purchase. That is 15% off your entire order at theway.com, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, code I love you. Definitely pick up the Melrose Place body cream. And if you're looking for just any hair product, I'm telling you, the leave-in conditioner is chef's kiss. It's incredible. You said something too about like my, and I say this all the time, it's like my friends don't always do things I agree with. And I think we've gotten to a part in culture. I want to preface this by saying I'm not talking about human rights. I'm talking about just things in general. Yeah. It's so divisive and you can't have friends that you disagree with. It's fucking ridiculous. And it's actually, it is so unhealthy. And I got to the point and I fell to that, by the way. Like I say that because I'm like, you have to think this way, you vote this way, like blah, 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 whatever. And I think there is a point where you draw the line. Obviously we're not talking in extremes. But I was like, wait a second. I actually hate this about myself. I think this is incredibly unhealthy. I was isolating myself and I was like, I need to be back at tables. Like I want to be with people. I want everyone at the table that I'm at to have different perspectives there we go. and different views. That's how you grow. That's how you learn. Yes. And I'm also not naive enough to think that I'm like the one who's right about everything. There we go. So that in itself, like, can you speak to that? Because yes. that is such a horrible oh thing that has God. come out of this recent I agree. Times. I agree. I think that people have taken, you know, you give them an inch, they take a mile. Yes. So it's almost like they take topics that are like not even problem issues really like global issues and they make it a global issue or it becomes this whole thing like if you support this then you don't support me um if you want the jab then that means that you can't be my friend like I'm sorry stupid shit like that and I know that this is going to be controversial but I don't really give a fuck it's ridiculous like love people what the fuck happened to that yeah love on people they're not gonna do what you think that they they're supposed to do because they're not robots You can't control people. And sometimes what I think that where I think that that comes from, because I mean, it's it's a big problem. People are becoming closed off to hearing another person's perspective or to hear another way of life. And they think that it's threatening theirs. That's the misconception. Yeah. Is that whatever your choices are, they're impacting me. And that means that you're toxic. Mm -hmm. And I think that belief is fucking toxic. Yeah. Because no one's perfect. And how can no one can live up to your idea of perfection? That's for you to do if that's what you want to do. But as for me, I'm going to love people unconditionally, no matter what they believe. What are your views on cancel culture? I think it's toxic. Yeah. You know, and that's why this is really interesting. Summer of 2020 was a fucking wild time. And I think for me, what I was really careful about, which has paid off, honestly, in dividends is not canceling anybody. It was just about awareness and it was just about calling people in. It wasn't about telling them that they're shitty people or that they don't deserve what they have because they absolutely deserve what they have. They've worked hard. And I think that cancel culture has become really the opposite of redemption. And it's almost like they believe that people can't change. And it's it's honestly really baffling to me. I could have been canceled for so many different things that I appreciate that I probably still do say, but I I'm redeemable. Yeah. I'm a human being and I'm allowed to change and I'm allowed to evolve. And I think that people have gotten so robotic with their beliefs and with what they believe other people should. And it has really caused for people to lose friendships. And honestly, I'll just say for business owners, it's really caused a lot of business owners to fuck themselves out of important opportunities. Business dealings, like if you don't want to deal with somebody, if you don't want to, you know, because of whatever their beliefs are that you don't agree with, and which is fine, that's our right. But at the same time, I still think that tolerance is a beautiful thing. And what makes you think that you have it all figured out? And so I think that when we can learn to just be more tolerant of people and when we can learn to just love them and agree, and love them anyway, even and if they're your friends, love them anyways, even if they do or say things that you don't agree with. I think that that needs to be the golden rule, because what would you want someone to do to you? Mm-hmm. You know, how would you want them to treat you? Would you want them to throw you away? 
empathy and compassion. Yeah. That's what I feel like is missing. People forget that when they go on these like strikes and they want someone to get torn down. I'm like, what happened to your compassion for humans? And I think for some of them, it's completely not even in the picture. And that's yes. scary. Yeah. So I think it's important for us as hum- it, as the human race to just tap back in. When you feel the urge to cancel somebody, you guys, I really want for you to turn the mirror to yourself. Mm-hmm. Let's start there before we start with cancellation. Really, I think that, and that's what I teach is emotional intelligence and mindset. It's understanding that, hey, I get to look at myself before I point the finger at anybody else. I've noticed if something really bothers me or something is like kind of triggering yeah. or whatever, I'm like, okay, well, why is it bothering yeah, me? Yeah. And also another thing, if I see someone post something that I don't agree with, granted this again, yeah. isn't like harmful to no, other people. No, right. I, I just keep scrolling. You just keep scrolling. A crazy concept. Yeah. I don't know. I talk about it yeah. a lot on the podcast, but like people are loving cancel culture these days. And I'm like, I, it's honestly, I feel like it's on its way out though. We swing so far to one we side. We go to the we other do. side. We do. We'll be coming back soon. Yes. Hopefully yes. when we see that, you know? Yes. Okay. I want you to give a few like tangible Ooh. mindset strategies, okay. Okay. daily habits, daily routines, uh, do whatever comes to mind. Oh, this is good. Okay. So I gas myself up every single fucking day, guys. So, I mean, my friends know, the people in my life know I'm extra as fuck and I think I'm super hot. (laughs) I love it. But you have to do, you have to do that for yourself before anyone else does. So I think one of the biggest tips, especially for those of you, if you're a business owner, cool. If you're not also fine, it's really easy to get into a slump and to not dress yourself the way that you typically would to feel like putting on your makeup is too much, is too much, right? It takes too much time, it takes too much energy. It's really easy to watch this slippery slope happen where you just stop taking care of yourself. And then even with the pandemic, it's been really difficult, I think, even for me to feel that motivation every day. I mean, not so much right now, but at the height of the pandemic, it was like, what the fuck am I getting dressed for? I'm getting dressed to go and sit and fart in my fucking computer chair. You know, like no one's seeing me, but I think it's about how do you make yourself feel good? Because I think that we live in a world where people are getting used to seeking validation from complete strangers or seeking validation from the people around them. And while that alone in and of itself isn't a bad thing, it's not a bad thing to seek validation. I think that it's fine. I do think that it needs to come from within first, because that's what I have seen is the most successful. Validate yourself before you ask anyone else to validate you because that is just a cherry on top. Other mm-hmm. people validating you, telling you that how smart, how beautiful you are, that just needs to be the sprinkles on the fucking cake. It also means nothing if you don't believe it there yourself. There we go. Like coming from someone who has had a following since I was yeah. a teenager, like yeah. people can tell me all these things and it's so nice of them yes, to leave a comment. Of course. But like at the end of the day, if I don't yeah. think it, side note, another thing I'm working on this year is yeah. I need, and this is a byproduct of cancel culture. I know yeah. exactly where it comes from, but I feel like I walk on eggshells so much oh. to not offend. And I'm talking oh. like I have... None of my views, by the way, are offensive. Right. So I'm not talking about anything controversial, but like we've gotten to the point where it's like, you like this, you're friends with this. I have friends from all different Mm -hmm. walks of life. I love that. Opposites ends of the spectrum of whatever it is. Yeah. And just getting nonstop. And I'm like, I feel like I've almost like, and I've done this before with my personality because it's a big personality. Like I have been walking at eggshells and almost making myself smaller because I'm afraid of it's not really that I care what people think about right. me I just don't want to lose my job too like oh, I don't want to get canceled oh this is so interesting so yeah. this is a big thing and all of my friends are feeling this right now we had a conversation a week ago like wow. we're not doing that anymore wow and so that's something I'm really working on it made me think of that because I'm like why am I doing this like appease random internet trolls yeah and I'm not like why am I not thinking am I making myself proud in this moment yeah. I'm thinking of like oh my god they're gonna it's going to be spun. Like, for example, I gave this example and this girl sent this message and was so sweet and it meant really well. But I posted some of my favorite books yeah. online. Yeah. When I read, a lot of it is to just zone out. I like romance books. Yeah. Kill why me. not? Like, yeah. whatever. Also, by the way, you can be a feminist and like a romance book. Right. And also, those are like really successful women who are like badass yeah. and have worked their way through. Like, yeah. Whatever. I get this message from this girl. And sure, I can, you know, listen to this perspective, but like my point is that everything I do is picked Mm. apart. And she's like, hey, so I read these books. Basically, you can't be feminist and like these and like blah, 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 and whatever. And I'm like, being a feminist is just equality, people are even. And that's not 
that was the undertone of the message. Mm. She gave me all these books to read. And I shared this in a video and someone's like, that wasn't nice. Like she was clearly, and I'm like, that's not the point. It One, you can, that is not even true. You can be both. Two, that's not. Oh, this like, is what? Good. I have so many fucking thoughts. Can I just yeah, say no this? This it. goes into what you said, like the mindset strategies. Create hella boundaries unapologetically. Yes. What One of the first things I do, this is why I probably, this is probably one of the biggest reasons why I don't receive any hate. And I say a lot of crazy shit, not crazy, but I say a lot of shit that a lot of people don't have the guts to say because I can say it. And one thing that I do is I set boundaries with my audience. If you say this, you're getting blocked. Mm-hmm. You do this, you're getting blocked. I'm just not, I'm not available for any of that. And I think as far as the cancel culture piece goes, it's really easy to become a shell of who you are. Yes. Really easy. I think one of the biggest things is to remember that nobody can take away your job. Yeah. Your people are your people. Your people that ride for you, that ride for your content, that love what Kenzie produces. And that's what I want all of you guys, you know, the listeners to really take in. Set unapologetic boundaries. You want to attract and repel people. You have a brand, Kenzie. You want to repel people. You want to. It seems opposite of what you've been doing. What you've been doing is growing, growing, growing. And you're like, I want to keep this. You will keep it. But what if you got to keep it with an even more niche audience that is ride or die for you? And who knows that there's consequences. You don't get to go in my DMs and make me feel like shit for sharing a book. Literally go fuck yourself and get a life. Mm -hmm. So that is one of my mindset strategies, honestly, that I use every day is to set boundaries fearlessly and unapologetically because I know the reason why my business is where it is is because I'm fully myself and I refuse to be a watered down version of whatever the fuck other people want me to be. Yeah, that's really good. Mm. It's hard. Yes, and it's something like, I, I was joking to a friend the other day, and I'm like, I, or this morning actually, for whatever reason, and I think it's honestly my Texas roots, like my mm. number one thing I care about is being authentic. Like mm-hmm. I can't think, really, I can't think yeah. anything. And I was like, God, I hate, like I need to be less authentic. I was kidding. Yeah, like, of to course. To like get this person to this. And I was like, I need to be like that. Yeah. As a joke, I yeah. couldn't actually do it. Right. But it's interesting because I care so much about that. Like that ultimately is like, if there's pillars or values, you're yeah. like, that is my number one. Mm. And I'm like, I just, I'm not gonna, like at what cost? At I'm, what cost? I, and also go ahead, do whatever you want. I don't care. There's people like, I don't People care. don't have the control that we think they do. Yes, yes. We give people way too much control. So that's another mindset strategy is stop giving people control over your brain, over your thoughts, over your actions. Because number one, they don't give a fuck. They're not losing any sleep. And it's just you that's suffering. And honestly, you're suffering because people need to hear the message that you've been keeping on the inside. So what if you decided to just say, fuck all of that. I'm just going to say it. I'm going to put it out there. And it gets to be, it, it gets to be amazing. It gets to work. I get to be myself. I get to not negate what I know I was born to do because of fear of what someone else is going to say or do. No one has that kind of power to cancel you. No one. Yeah. And that's another shift that I've recently had to start mm-hmm. making mm-hmm. of like, I don't know why I think that they could even do that. They can't do that. It's it's the biggest. I've noticed it. A lot of people are afraid of that, but I've never seen that happen. The Mm -hmm. only time I've seen it happen is when the person themselves were doing things. Yes. Right. That were harmful. Yes. But I keep thinking that show. Like no one actually. No one. Besides that. And then also like they just don't have the power. They don't. They really don't. But I, I do notice it with the people who have huge platforms and people like you who have like, you know, the YouTube channel and podcast and you've been blogging for forever Mm -hmm. um, and vlogging. Like, I just think that you can start to believe that people have more power than what they actually do. When in fact, it's your ride or dies. It's your audience who love you. And I have that. Like, they are so cool. You don't have nothing to worry about. Yeah. Oh my God. Thank you so much for coming on. I could literally talk to you for four hours. I could more talk hours. to you forever. Yeah. Like I could really keep this going. Um, but luckily, you guys can listen to her podcast. Can you share where they can find you, yes. how they can hire you? Oh my God. Podcast, all of that. Oh my gosh. So you can find me on Crush the Mindset Spiral podcast. Um, I'm. It's on Apple, iTunes, Spotify, anywhere you get your podcast. I'm a mindset and emotional intelligence coach. So I have programs and things for business owners, program services, offers, one on one coaching. If you're a business owner and you're desiring to crush 
crush the source of the negative thought patterns that you're having. And you can find me on Instagram at Topsy Vandenbosch and also join my email list. My email list is for the business owners who are wanting just mindset strategies and wanting education on some of the common mindset spirals that really affect us in business. Subscribe to my email list. My emails are fucking hilarious. That's where the party is. I am the I'm gift queen. I really Please am. subscribe. I you love, will pee, you'll pee yourself. Yeah. You'll pee yourself. Okay. It's just, I'm just ridiculous, but you learn <laughs> so much. Okay, Thank I'm you so, so much for having me on this podcast. I appreciate you. you. I'm so, this is like favorite recording. Oh my what gosh. A good day. Thank you. Thank you so much. I mean, guys, are you absolutely obsessed with her? I just think there is no one like her. I want her on my show as often as possible. I just am obsessed with her. I love her so much. So anyways, I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Go check out Topsy's podcast. We also recorded an episode for her show, which is the Crush the Mindset Spiral Pod. I mean, by far my favorite podcast swap I've ever done. I adore her. So anyways, without further ado, um, I hope you guys have a fabulous Thursday and I will talk to you guys next week. Mm -hmm.